Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery, and my guest today is Nabiha Pirzada, who is currently enrolled at the Lang School of Business and Economics at the University of Guelph with a focus on marketing and finance due to graduate next month. Nabiha is the president of Management Economics and Finance Student Association. Uh, she is passionate about diversity and inclusion and a self-proclaimed hustler. She is also the former co-president for the Guelph Women in Leadership and current co-founder of BPOC Capital, which aims to reduce generational wealth disparity. Nabiha has also been involved in the NGO sector with previous collaboration with the United United Nations Department for Internal Development and Search for Common Ground. She is also one of the biggest foodies you will ever meet. Nabiha, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Brian? It is Thank great. Thank you so much it's for having a, me. Oh, of course. It's a great sunny Thursday, and I'm really excited to, to talk with you today and uh, introduce you to our audience. So I always like to get the conversation going with some really kind of fast, rapid-fire questions that give a little insight and some fun into who you are. So first of all, what is your favorite most used emoji? Oh, Okay. This is a good one. Um, I would say the gray colored moon that has the eyes to the side, uh, who's always looking like a little cheeky. That's probably my go-to. Ah. I'm, always, I'm always teasing people around and joking around. So I always add that at the end of it. I like that one. Oh, that's <laughs> not, it's, you know, some people have those go-tos. This is a different go-to. I love it. Yeah. Um, if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, okay, there's layers to this question. <laughs> I would say, um, in general, if it's like a dish, probably street food, uh, like South Asian street food is probably my go-to. Uh, but if we're talking like dessert, I can't, uh, I'm, I'm, my weakness is probably cheesecake and tiramisu. Oh my gosh, really? Cheesecake, tiramisu. Can I just tell you, I mean, like, we didn't know this, but I said, those are my two favorite desserts too. Oh, no way. Yeah, totally. <laughs> They're totally so love. good. It's so good. You can't go wrong. All right. So we'll have to meet over cheesecake oh, yeah. and tiramisu together. Okay. <laughs> um, favorite way to spend a day off? Uh, probably if I'm doing a thing outdoors, I just like going out with my friends and getting some food. Again, I like discovering new food places. Uh, Kensington Market is always my go-to. Uh, if I'm kind of spending it alone, then I kind of like to just watch some shows. I'm a really big documentary person, so I love catching up on documentaries and watching those. So that is also another way I like to spend my time. And when I'm really free, I kind of like to just cook around as well, um, dabble in making some new things. Nice, nice. Interesting, interesting ways to kind of get away from the the things that buzz, buzz and beep and right get away from oh, yeah. that. <laughs> um, are you a person who hits the snooze button or wakes up immediately? Okay, this is a great question. I'm the type of person that will set 20 alarms and will <laughs> get up, uh, open my phone, not hit the snooze button and put in like another um customized time of an alarm to wake up for okay. so i take it a step further 
Oh boy, that's a whole nother level of snoozing. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, this question I often like to ask too, because it's, you know, it's an interesting one, it's a fun one, but do you have a favorite word? Oh, this is hard. <laughs> Let's see, a favorite word. It could be any word. Any word. Any word that, that maybe it means um, something to you, or it's a word that you live by, or... Or just a um, okay, so the I don't know for some reason the first word that came into my head was the word crisp. <laughs> um, I just love the way that it sounds. It crisp. also just yeah, C it just C H R I S P. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, crisp is a great one, but if we're gonna have one with meaning, I'm dabbling a lot with patience, so I would say patience right now is a key factor in my life. Okay. Oh, two good words actually. Yeah, crisp sounds like it's a, a nice crisp word. Yeah. <laughs> and Can't patience too. Yeah, we need patience for sure. Oh well, fun. Thanks for uh thanks for opening up on the first uh kind of rapid fire questions. Um, you know, as as we were talking before starting the podcast, the audience uh that are tuning in to this are are some of them which are your peers, but there's also um a number of high school students also listening in and, and going off to maybe first year this this fall. Um, so many individuals like you have, and, and you've made that high school to post-secondary to, to work. Um, and I wanted to know if you could share a little bit of your overall transitions through school and what you've learned a bit along the way. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I don't know, there's several things that I've learned, um, but I think number one, is being okay with learning and kind of unlearning things. Mm -hmm. So being okay to learn to not, being okay to learn to unlearn, it's kind of like a tongue twister, but um, I think from my transition from high school all the way to university, there are a lot of things that I thought I liked, whether that was career-wise, just personal preferences, um, and those things will constantly change. And they might even, and you're at such an age where it's changing like almost at a month to month time and that's okay. Like confusion is a part of it. Of having that minor crisis is a part of it. But at the end of the day, just knowing that it will work itself out is probably the most important. I think like throughout all of this, um, one thing that I've also learned is that like, don't lose yourself for something that you already lost so if you come across things or you're like oh i really wanted this this would have been perfect for me like i promise you there's way better things out there in store for you so it's just being okay with sometimes the outcome of what you want being different mm -hmm. uh that's one thing that i've learned a lot throughout university and um another one is like getting yourself confident and like also just giving other people confidence uh, I think that plays a key factor in how you perceive yourself and how others will perceive you. And also at the end of the day, it just feels good when you're able to uplift someone else. It boosts your confidence in return and it's kind of like the symbiotic relationship. Um, so I think never ever walk out the door without your confidence. Uh, those are some great, great insights and great lessons that you've learned. And you know, I, I did a bit of an intro, obviously, uh, sharing a little bit of your background and, um, you know, and, and I was curious too. do you want to share a little bit more about 
you know, your involvement in some of the things I mentioned and sort of some of the things that you've been doing as part of your, your overall yeah. journey? Yeah, for sure. So I think I've, I've loved being involved with my community, with extracurriculars, with students ever since high school. Like it all started off when in high school, I, me and, my, and a few of my friends decided to start, like I used to go to KCI in Kitchener. Uh, so shout out. <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> it's um, we started the first ever like KCI business council because at the time we were so passionate about it and we had never seen it. And there was obviously a very, huge interest in like the business sector for a lot of high school students it started off there then went into when I entered university I was so ecstatic to get involved I was emailing all the uh groups on campus the summer of like my first year I wasn't even in uni yet and I was just sending <laughs> emails left right and I was like I want to be involved so bad uh so I got into accounting society Guelph as my first one I will still remember it always it was such an it was it felt so great at one point I was involved in like seven clubs in one year it was awesome kind of also realized that it's quality over quantity uh so that was another great lesson but I think in the past few years um being the co-president for Guelph Women in Leadership was a really big one. I guess that's where my relationship with RBC kind of tightened. Uh, we hold events that basically professionally uh, develop and empower everybody on campus, but specifically uh, women and uh, young women to help them like professionally develop. So holding, uh, and pre-COVID, holding like events for International Women Day, where it's like almost 200 people with amazing speakers that come out. Wow. Uh, holding panels. So yeah, it's it's been great experience there. And then this past year, this last semester, actually, uh, some of my friends and I entered um, like the largest policy competition in the world. Uh, it was it's called Thinkathon, and we ended up coming like first place we won um, as the first Canadian team uh, and through that I think we gained a lot of like international recognition for the idea that we had uh, it was basically to just re reduce uh, racial intergenerational racial wealth disparity uh, for BIPOC local like SMEs uh, mm -hmm. so that gained a good amount of recognition and our mentor kind of reached out to us and was like you should actually make this a thing so this past eight months has just been also me trying to figure out how to launch and figure out what to do with an NGO and how to take it from an idea to actually materializing and actualizing it. Mm -hmm. uh, as well as another part, a really big part of my undergrad this last year was also helping like uh, Lang do their uh, diversity and inclusion council. Uh, after collecting 200 signatures and that's well on its way and they're going to be hiring hopefully an EDI position very soon so I'm super excited for that as well and it's just great to see um, I guess your efforts actualizing so it's it's been a few things that I've been very proud of and couldn't have asked for for a better feeling I guess. Wow that's amazing when do you sleep? <laughs> oh man <laughs> I wish to sleep earlier I wish to sleep more Brian I'm sure you yeah. feel the same <laughs> no it's, uh, it's energizing just listening to you and the energy in your voice with all that you've been a part of and you know congratulations I mean it's impactful stuff and um and really cool to to share with our listeners um 
you know, thinking about the school experience, and I often ask this question, um, you know, is there anything that you reflecting on as you're, as you're getting ready to graduate and, and looking at the, the ideas of what you've learned, is there anything that maybe you think should be taught in school that maybe isn't? Oh, I gotta think for this one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, well, as, as you know, Brian, maybe, maybe you do, but I'm very passionate about diversity and inclusion. And what I'm really passionate about is decolonizing the spaces that you're in and your thinking and your personal circle. So I think in general, what school, I wish school celebrated and taught diversity more. Like I, I wish there was more of that. Um, because when you look back and you think growing up, like who was, who were some, who were three BIPOC women that were really influential? A lot of times people can't really name one or two or let alone three. Um, when we think about the books that we've read growing up, They've all been by white authors. So I think one thing that I wish university taught us was different perspectives and different backgrounds, because that happens with exposure. And your first set of exposure is technically as a human, like you, your school. It's school, yeah. it's university, it's high school. A lot of times people come from small towns. Um, it's a turning chapter for many people, right? You're getting exposed to a lot of people um, from different backgrounds. So I wish that universities, high schools, whatever, had a better kind of way of celebrating and teaching diversity or just even like including it in the curricula without making it such a big deal. Um, but yeah, it's about diversifying, yeah. teaching empathy, like yeah, healthy competition and igniting that creativity, I would say. It's a, it's a great, great thought and great insights. And, you know, I think that, that, that your points are really well taken. Um, it's, it is something that, you know, we sometimes go into, um, for lack of a better word, blindly, because it's, who, it's, it's true the people we meet, but if we had some education around, you know, those cultural differences or those things that, you know, and, and so that you don't develop biases or, um, oh, yeah. or misconceptions. Um, I, I really love it. I think that's an awesome one. Um, hopefully some of our academia partners that might be listening, maybe they'll add that. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> um, now this is the part of the show where I always like to get a little bit more personal um, and talk about maybe something that you would like to share with me or audience about maybe one of the a big challenge or a challenge you've had to date and how maybe you were able to overcome that or are still overcoming it. Um, is there something you'd like to share about your, your personal background? Uh, ooh, this is really good. Uh, hmm. I would say, I think it might be, it might be similar to what a lot of people experience or at this age that they're going through, but it's really just like your mental health learning to put that first um you know there was this one saying that really hit to me um i'm trying to remember it i think it was like you're never alone in your loneliness mm -hmm. um that's something that's really helped me kind of just push forward as a person because one thing that i really really deal with is 
no matter how many people there are around in the room or how many people you have in your life, at the end of the day, sometimes you do feel lonely, you feel tired, you feel frustrated. You know, there's a lot of thoughts that go into your head, like, am I not good enough? What else should I have done? And I think just reminding yourself that you're never alone in the way that you feel. There's like a comfort in it. Um, knowing that there's other people out there that kind of understand how you feel. And so I think one one major personal struggle was coming to terms with just accepting who you are, whether that's your identity, yeah. your background. Um, at the end of the day, it's loving yourself wholeheartedly. And that's a really big journey for a lot of people. And it takes a lot of time. And I think everybody is continuously go, going through that. So I think at the end of the day, it's just sitting down and being like, okay, am I proud of myself? I love myself. Like, am I, it's, it's just these emotions that I think we neglect to make ourselves feel when we're so busy in our day-to-day -day lives, we're not really thinking about it, but like the burnout is really real. So I think that's something that I've always kind of dealt with and, and I'm, it's, it's just getting better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And and uh, talking through that and, and sharing with the audience, because I think that is, you know, it is an interesting, you know, I think we, when people go through it, I, I was talking to some other guests and they talked about, you know, looking for validation from others or looking at what others are doing and saying, if that's what I should be doing. And, 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 and it's breaking away from that comparison and really doing that introspective look at yourself, right? Of who you really are and 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 to your point loving yourself um you are right yeah so, yeah no thank you for that that was awesome um talking about today i talk a lot now more and i know we've chatted a little bit about this but you know as we think about moving more away from you know gpas and credentials and you know changing the narrative for students and graduates to talk about themselves um in more terms of their values and their skills. Um, you know, I think it's really important that that narrative changes and more people start to talk about when, you know, I do say, who are you? Um, you, you lead with, you know, some of the values and skills of who you are, not necessarily what you do. Um, could you share with the audience and myself maybe a little bit about some of your values and skills and, and how those are helping you, um, you know, to self-identify who you are, obviously, but also to help you with your journey. Right. I think, as I mentioned before, patience is like a really big thing. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people know me as being a little bit stubborn. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just a trait, a fun story. I went to New York this one time and um, I went and I got just for fun. I went and I got my like palm red. And then the, the lady was like, you're way too stubborn for your own good so fix that and then I was like there's no way my friends and I were like on a high so we were like okay you know what there's no way I don't believe what any anything's coming out of her mouth so we're gonna go with a different person across the city and uh it was a tarot card reader went there again and and the lady was like she said the exact same sentence which freaked me out and she said something about my stubbornness and I was like oh god I'm gonna have to fix that one so I think um I think learning patience and and being okay with uncertainty and taking time and realizing that good things come with time 
is a value or is something that I'm really trying to remind myself and is keeping me grounded. Uh, I think that is very, very important, especially when you're in kind of the age that I'm in or you're trying to, there's a lot of transitional periods that are happening, right? You're going from high school to university, university to the workforce. I think knowing, keeping yourself grounded and having patience Mm -hmm. and being okay with uncertainty is another one. I think at the end of the day, also being incredibly passionate i know that's a little cliche but like genuinely just being passionate about what you do is very important regardless of where you are if you're not waking up and you're you're like oh this isn't making me happy then don't do it i know that's very like hard to say or uh-huh, sometimes it comes great. from a yeah sometimes it comes from a playful place of privilege i do understand that 100 percent, but oftentimes when you can make it better in your own way, definitely do it and don't settle. Um, because once again, you have to put yourself first sometimes and you have to do what you love. Um, I think that is one thing that really defines me is that I, at the end of the day, wherever I am, I know that I know what I love and that's something that I want to do, whether that's, if, if it's not right now, it's in two years, it's in three years, it's in four years. So I think never lose your dreams, but like it's important to work towards it realistically and slowly and it takes time to grow. Once again, going back to the concept of patience, like keep yourself grounded and good things come with time. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you have a plant or you're, I don't know, you're planting strawberries, like they probably take time. I don't know how long strawberries take, but you know what I mean? It, it's the soil, it's the water. Uh, you, you got to have patience with it. You got to give it love. So, yeah, no, super, super insightful and some great points. Can I ask you a little bit on the passion side? I think I love that you hit that because even when people ask you, like, what are you passionate about? A lot of people pause, right? Yeah. And they, they, they either feel like they don't know or they don't want to share it or I don't know, but it's, you know, it takes to your point, patience and time also to find that. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any advice that you could say about like how like how to like figure that out or articulate it? Because yep. you know, so many young people again, mm-hmm. they do so many comparisons to their peers, and if they like something, like oh maybe I like that too. Mm-hmm. But how did could you? I don't know. It's an yeah. interesting yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I think you know what what really sometimes personally for me has helped is like helping others will eventually teach you a lot about yourself. So when you're, and it can be in any scenario, it doesn't have to be like this grand gesture, but whether it is, it's from the little experiences to the big ones. So for example, if your friend is going through a rough patch or there's something happening and you just need to be there for somebody, even if it isn't a rough patch, a lot of times what they say will teach you a lot about yourself. A lot of times when you listen to other people's experiences, you get to experience what they've been through in a secondary way it teaches you a lot about yourself so for example I didn't know that I always kind of knew that I wanted to be in a social justice human rights but in a corporate setting I I never kind of knew what that meant I knew it was lingering around in my head but when I visited back home and I got to back home I was in Pakistan and I got to do a lot of like um I got to do a lot of collaborative uh, 
events and and hold some really really cool seminars with uh like the united nations and the department for international development population services international um i just did it because some of my family friends have mentioned like this is such a cool opportunity you should do it so when i actually did it i was like oh it hit like it really hit i was like these are the pieces I want, I want to do diversity inclusion. I want to do it in a corporate sector. This is where change is made. So it starts to fit in once you start listening. And I know that's really weird, but when you really, yeah, when you really start to listen to what others have to say, or when you help others out in the process, you'll learn a lot about what you like and what you don't like. That's yeah. such, such great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for taking that one a little bit deeper. I, I couldn't agree more. Thank you. Um, you know, as we, I can't believe we're actually at the end of the show, I could talk with you for hours. Um, <laughs> as we, as we think about closing out this show though, I wondered if you wanted to share any bits of advice or mm-hmm. thoughts with today, maybe leave with today's listener. Yeah, for sure. I think I'll start off with, I guess the theme is like, give yourself time and love for sure there's going to be days where you're tired um you might not give your body or your mind the time that it needs but definitely take some take a step back and do that um one other thing i would say is always critically analyze the media or anything that you take in you know make sure you're once again decolonizing your thought researching what you're taking in and making those informed decisions because at the end of the day we don't want to hurt anyone ever um and i think always remember that and this is something that i always tell myself when something doesn't go my way or it feels like it's not going my way and it's just genuinely as simple as it will be okay you know what i mean like always remember that it's going to work out it may not it might it may not be the exact outcome but it will be the best outcome for you in a different way and it might lead to better things so i think knowing that it won't get worse and it will only go up is a very important mindset to have. I think that's one advice that has kept me going a lot. So, yeah. Great, great advice. Great, great advice. Thank you so much. Well, that is all the time we have today. I want to thank you, Nabiha, for joining me and for being a guest on the show. It's been wonderful. I want to say thank you, Brian. Your podcast is awesome. What you're doing is amazing. And I'm just thankful to be a part of it. So thank you for having me. Great. Well, we'll definitely have to plan a date for that cheesecake and tiramisu. So uh, that is going to happen. I'm taking Um, you up on it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So for our (laughs) listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network and please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery, and until next time, please stay well.